have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast, and I have a very special guest with me here today. We are speaking with Jackie Rockwell. Hey, girl. Hi, Sabrina. How's it going? It's going well. Thank you. Awesome. For the listeners out there, we've been trying to record this episode for a very long time, and it hasn't worked out, so I'm just so happy that you're here today, and it's finally worked out, so thank you, Jackie. And thank you listeners for tuning in. So I'm going to start by introducing you and then we're going to dive right in. Sounds good. All right. So Jackie Rockwell is your crunchy mama BFF here to support you on your journey to feeling your best as a confident mom. She is a coffee lover, me too, a dancing queen, and she lives in Oregon with her sexy Rexy husband and her three kiddos who are often found roaming around the neighborhood. She is the founder of Motherhood Inspired, an intentional platform that encourages mamas to prioritize their self-care through small things like eating meals while they're hot, (laughs) and also the larger things like regularly scheduled time to do what they want. Jackie offers private coaching and is the creator of the online budgeting course, The Confident Wealthy Mom, which teaches moms how to stop putting things on their credit card without pinching pennies. I love it. So welcome. Thank you for being here. (laughs) I'm super excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I love that, you know, it's such a movement that we're in right now with this whole self-care because I started practicing self-care probably about a year and a half ago, not when I first became a mom (laughs) because I didn't understand that that was possible. And, you know, it's, it's become a real theme on this podcast and in my life and on my blog and everywhere I look and everywhere I turn, you know, we're talking about self-care now, which I think is so important that we nail that into people's heads because it is everything, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. It really does. And, you know, I'm a huge proponent of, you know, the more you repeat things and hear it from different sources and different people, the more it starts to resonate and make sense. So we are going to talk a little bit about self-care today. And we're also going to talk a bit about budgeting and your program and a whole bunch of stuff. And just like being moms, because we all know that that's, you know, enough content in itself. <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. Um, so why don't you start by telling me just a little bit about you outside of your bio? So like, how did you come up with Motherhood Inspired? What do you do? Who do you serve? You know, who's Jackie? Yeah. So um, I am a bookkeeper accountant by trade originally. And, um, I started really getting into personal finance when I saw what a budget did for our family. Um, and so that's when I started the budgeting course. Um, when I, I wanted to help other women. And so I started doing that and then I really, um, saw how self-care, uh, affected my life and my family's life. And, um, 
or the lives of the members in the, my family. And so I thought, wow, I really need to spread this word too. So that's why I'm such a advocate for um, mamas who need some self-care. Um, and yeah, so um, uh, something that we've done in our family is um, I have like a weekly time to myself and that's made a huge difference. Um, like in uh, the dynamic. And so my kids see me prioritizing myself um, as opposed to originally I used to take care of everyone else and totally sacrifice my needs. Um, you know, I was last on the list and the laundry and the dishes and just everything else came first. And so I slowly started to prioritize, you know, um, my health and um, making meals that were actually healthy and um, doing some yoga on a regular basis, adding in some meditation. And then, um, and now I have actual time set aside where I don't have to be responsible for anyone and it's not getting up early in the morning or, you know, I do that as well, but it's also like, no, this is my time. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think it's so important. And I always tell, you know, my coaching clients, it's like, you have to schedule it in because yeah. if it were an appointment, like a doctor's appointment, for example, for one of your children, you wouldn't miss it. You wouldn't accidentally miss it. You wouldn't, you know, call and cancel because usually you have to pay for that. <laughs> you know, you would keep that appointment. So if you book your self-care like it's an appointment that you cannot miss, then you can't miss it. Yep. And of course things come up, you know, oh, if you like accidentally get in a car accident or, you know, your kid's sick with the flu and you have to go to the hospital. Yes, things come up, right? We can be flexible and give ourselves grace in those moments. But for the most part, if it's scheduled in, it's scheduled in. Mm -hmm. You don't break that appointment, not with yourself, not with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I actually talked with my husband about it and I said, I really need to have this time for myself because he has time for him for himself as well. Yeah. Um, and so he put it in our shared calendar. You know, it's mom's Perfect. time every Monday night. <laughs> so Perfect. everyone knows it's happening. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's, it's so important. And just for the, the people listening, you know, they know my opinion on this because they hear it enough, I'm sure. <laughs> Sorry guys. But <laughs> you know, what, what is self-care? Because so many of us have this dis disconnect, right? It's like, oh, well, I don't have time for a massage or I don't have time to have baths every day. Like I'm a busy lady over here and you know, I'm a busy lady. I get it. I'm an entrepreneur. I have three boys. I've got a dog. I've got 10 chickens, you know? <laughs> yes, it's strange, but <laughs> that's life. Right. But I still make time every day for myself. So I'm just curious to hear your opinion on that. And what self-care looks like. Yeah. So, um, I believe that self-care doesn't have to always be bubble baths and massages. That's what I always say. Um, self-care can be, um, setting up boundaries, you know, for yourself or for people around you, um, with your job. Self-care can be like, having a cup of tea, self-care can be choosing water over soda. There's, I think it can be, I think that there's lots of ways that we are already implementing self-care. Um, and since we're being bombarded with this message uh, recently a lot, um, where it says, you know, you need to do self-care, you need to do self-care. And instead of feeling guilty for that, recognizing 
that we are, we are already doing some self-care and, and just growing that and, and appreciating that we are doing that. And then how can we be intentional about doing some more Mm -hmm. so we aren't overstretching ourselves? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's important. So one of my, my worksheets, in, so I host a boss mama mastermind and there's a whole module around self-care and self-love. And I love that there's so many moms practicing this and so many coaches practicing this. So one thing I've broken down for my clients is that, you know, it can be five minutes, it can be 10 minutes, it can be 20 minutes, however much time you actually do have, but separating it into mind, body, and soul. So having, you know, spending a section of time on your mind. So for me, that's personal development, like reading a book or listening to a podcast or, you know, doing something that helps my mind. So makes my mind grow. And then, you know, body is obviously something physical, something that you love to do, whether it's dancing or going for a walk or exercising, if that's going to the gym or doing yoga or whatever it is that your body loves and then doing something for your soul. So this is like meditation or, prayer or journaling or, you know, something a little more spiritual that, you know, attacks, attaches you to your heart space. So those are the three types of self-care that I always try to have my clients practice because I feel like when you break it down like that, it makes it so much more accessible, especially to moms, right? Cause they're like, okay, I'm going to book my 10 minutes now for, for my mind. And I'm going to book my hour now for the gym. So for my body. Right. And I think it's really powerful to have that as a practice too. Yeah, so much. I made a, um, a guide. It's called 30 Easy Self-Care Ideas. And it's broken out just how you're saying. There's different sections and then it's by time as well. And so it's like a quick reference so that moms can like, wow, I have 10 minutes. What should I do for myself? Or, oh, I have 20 minutes. What can I do for myself? So I think, yeah, yeah recognizing the different areas that you can do self-care is huge. Well, and I love that you, you came up with a guide because I think so many of us get lost in that. We're like, okay, yeah, I've heard so much about this self-care stuff, but like, what, what do I do? You know, I, I just don't have time or I can't think of things. And sometimes it is that simple, right? You just need to like plant ideas be like, yeah, this, maybe you, maybe you don't even know yet what self-care is for you. Maybe you don't right. know that you love dancing. Maybe you don't know that you love, you know, doing a, puzzle or a crossword or whatever it is, right? So having ideas like little seeds planted, you might actually discover a new passion or, you know, something that you didn't even know that you loved. Or I know you're big on this, you know, dealing with self-loss in motherhood. So like maybe it's rediscovering something like, did you used to paint, Mm -hmm. right? Were you an artist? Were you a writer? Did you used to love writing? Maybe try journaling and it might like spark some some newness into that like dormant passion, right? I'm big on this too. So there's so many ways to practice self-care. And I think it's just like finding what works for you. And if you need some ideas, like I'll post your guide in the show notes for everyone to, to access, because I think sometimes we just need a little a little shove. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always tell people to screenshot it because then you have it on your phone and you can like pull it up really fast. So you can, yeah, yeah so take good. a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So important. important. Absolutely. I I like what you were saying about, um, not lose, like, I think when we become moms, we lose ourselves a little bit. And I think that's really important to, um, 
to tap in back into what we used to want to do. Um, I've talked to moms who have kids who are grown and have moved out and uh, they kind of get to this <laughs> point where then they're like, oh, what do I do now? You know, it's like crickets. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, what's, uh, what do I like to do? And there's no one here to take care of anymore. And um, exactly. yeah. yeah, no, I think it's so important because there, there's different stages, right? When we have a child, it's really hard and nobody really talks about how hard it actually is, right? It's like, oh, baby snuggles and they smell so good and they're so beautiful, but it's hard right? And then there's the, the phase where they start school. So now, you know, you have time to yourself during the day, possibly, uh, once all the kids are at school. So it's like a bit of a transition again, right? Where you have to sort of rediscover yourself again. And then yes, when they're all grown up and moved out of the house, there's another transition. So there's all, we're constantly evolving and changing. And I think it's important that we lean into that experience, right? We, we make sure that we keep our focus on who we are, our core values, right? Because passions can change, things that we enjoy to do can change, things that we're capable of doing change, right? Like I, I can't go and do backflips anymore. I used to do gymnastics when I was younger, but I don't do that anymore. So it's like, we have to also give ourselves grace and flexibility for the things that we're capable of doing and just sort of continuously lean into you know, all of those things, keeping our eye on what is important to us, our core value system. You know, mm -hmm. what, what do we truly believe is important to us? Because for me, if I didn't write, I, my brain would probably explode. So I've always kept writing close to my heart, whether it's journaling, whether it's actually writing books or blogging or whatever it is, like that's something I've continuously kept up with. And it's been such a savior for me. So having that art, having that thing that is close to your heart that you can continuously do is so important. Yeah. Yep. And that's self-care. <laughs> Guess that's what? That's right there. That's yep. self-care. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not a warm bubble bath. It's not a massage, but it's something that like my soul needs and craves. So like really honing in on what that is for you, I think is super important too. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a bit about the Confident Wealthy Mom. Is this a program or a course? Like what are the, what's, what's behind it? Mm, yeah, it's a budgeting course. Um, so it really walks moms through how to create an ideal budget for their family. So uh, there's three sections. It's, I call it the pathway to confidence. So you start out setting your intention. So you figure out like, what is it that you want? Like, are you trying to pay off debt? Do you want to save up for your next family vacation? You know, and so you have, you set like really long-term goals and then also some short-term goals so you can feel like you're being successful once you, you know, achieve some short-term goals. Um, then you look at your historical spending and then you create a budget based on how you've been spending and you, and you like work towards your ideal budget. So People don't like to, like to talk about budgeting. It's, um, it's just how it is. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, I, I meet a lot of women who, uh, they know that something's not quite right with their finances. You know, they get to the end of the month and they don't have enough money. They're tired of putting stuff on the credit card. And so they know that they need to do this. And so this is like, it's a really like, I think of it as like a soft way to get into having a budget. Um, 
So then once you have your budget, then you can transition into like a budget that you, where you want your finances to be. So Mm -hmm. you make several budgets actually. And then um, we have some like monthly practices put in that we put into place so that you can stick to it. Cause that's like the number one problem is people will start budgeting, but then they, you know, they don't even make it through the month or if they do, they don't do it the next month or they don't really look at how last month went. And so we have some tools and tricks to, to help you stay on your path. Um, yeah. I think it's so important because it's so true, especially with this time of year, right? The holidays coming up and, you know, I I love what you just said because so many of my clients say it feels like there's more month than money, right? Yes. I can't, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with my bills. It's like, I just get everything paid off and then it's there again. (laughs) Like how do, how do we survive? Right. And it becomes such a stressful part. Like I know so many moms who this is their biggest stress in their life is finances. And, you know, there's, I do a lot of mindset work and things around money, like money mindset. And, but I feel like having a budget absolutely would provide confidence, like having tools and, you know, being able to just plug numbers in could take some of the stress away from, what you said, just like always putting it on the credit card and pretending it's not there and brushing it under the rug going, oh, okay, maybe it'll just disappear if I ignore it right. until it catches up with you six months later and you're behind on everything. And yeah, so I think it's, it's so important. And you know, this might be a big swing of the pendulum from talking about self-care, but I think having a budget or at least understanding your finances better could be a form of self-care, right? Because you need to it happens. We all have to pay taxes. We all have to deal with budgeting. We all have to deal with bills. Like it's not going away. (laughs) So rather than running from it, you know, arming yourself with tools to make that experience less stressful, I think is very important. So. Yeah, so much. Um, And some of the things that we put in our budget uh, support are the life that we want to lead. So that's like part of the beginning of the course too, is like, uh, what what do you want your life to look like? And so in our family, I we want date night. Mm-hmm. We want to have self care. So we have, you know, we have a date night budget, and then we also, my husband and I both get cash for our that's ours, and so we can spend it however we want without having to consult the other person or wonder how it's going to affect the family budget. Um, so I think you could do things really to support. Uh, you know, self-care and, and the life that you want, uh, when you, when you plan out it into your budget, it can be really helpful. Absolutely. And that goes for, for all moms, like whether you have a business or whether you're working or whether you're budgeting, you know, a family, like a household income on one income, whatever that looks like, right. It's super important to have a budget to create that kind of space so that you're not running out of, resources before the month is over and then going into debt and digging yourself a deeper hole. Cause right. that is stressful, stressful for anyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what, what are some of the things obviously without sharing all the goods, cause you know, we want people to, to take the course, but you know, what, what are a couple of pointers you could give our listeners around budgeting? Without giving yeah. Um, yeah. So I like to, uh, suggest that 
uh, people do a cash budget in any area that you are having trouble with. So anywhere that you might be overspending, I would suggest doing a cash budget. Um, that has been huge for us. So we started, we've been budgeting for several years now, but um, every month we pull out cash at the beginning of the month and that for our groceries, for dining out, for entertainment, um, for date night. So we have that money and we can see it in front of us and we know how much and we don't have to pull up an app and see how much we've spent. We can like just see it right away. And it helps our kids too because they see how, you know, this is how much money we have for groceries this month. And it looks like a lot at the beginning of the month, but <laughs> you know, it goes, it, we spend it. And so I think it's just really beneficial to have the cash. Um, it can be, you know, some people really are resistant to that. They're afraid they're going to spend it all right away, um, which I get. But I think the other thing to remember is that your um, money, like a budget is a plan. And if you go over in one area, it's okay. When you take money from one account and put it in another account, like that is okay. So if you're, if you've budgeted $600 for groceries and, and you need to go over and you still have money in your dining out budget, it's okay to take that and put it into your grocery budget. There's like you were just making your best guess. And that's, I mean, very, all businesses do this. It's not, Absolutely. it's not bad to do that. I think people are really, um, they feel like that's wrong uh, that a budget is strict and it's supposed to be, you know, this is exactly how you're going to spend your money, but it's not at all. It's just your best guess. Yeah. So. No, I love um, that. Yeah. Now, when you say cash, you're talking like cold, hard, like cash in your hand. How do you, how do you manage that? Do you have envelopes that you label and yes. you know, you put them aside. So it's like, okay, here's the envelope with the grocery money and yep. yeah. And you keep it in like a lock box or something. I couldn't leave that lying around with, I have a 13 year old. So it would be like, Hmm, that's true. Yeah. I'll kids... just borrow that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My oldest is nine. Um, yeah. so we're not quite there yet, but yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a good point. That'll be probably something we'll have to navigate soon. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's not like we have it just laying out. Um, sure. It is put away. Um, and yeah, it's in an envelope and um, it's not a perfect system. Obviously, if you're at the store and you need to get something and you don't have your grocery budget envelope, um, I usually have my personal money. And so I'll like pull something out of that and then pay myself back when we get home. So yeah, you know, yeah. something like that. But um, well, I like, I like this system because, so there's a, a really great book. It's a business book, but it's called Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but he talks, about, he talks about this from a business standpoint. So it's essentially Profit First is about paying yourself first from your business, uh -huh. right? Because it's important to like actually like budget in profit because what happens with so many small businesses is you know you pay out all the bills and you pay for all the stuff but you're not actually paying yourself <laughs> and right. that's important right because that's the whole point of of having a business and being an entrepreneur but it, he essentially uses the same system and he called it like his nona's system or whatever like his grandma and she had the same thing like an envelope for groceries an envelope for this and you know it's an old school system 
but there's ways of doing it in a new school fashion. So like having multiple bank accounts where, you know, you label them or all, all kinds of things. So I do like the idea of it. And for those people resisting cash, like having envelopes of cash lying around, cause I know so many people that that's, you know, scary to them. Uh-huh. There are ways of getting around that too. But I love the idea of just having it like separate entities, whether it's, you know, a bank account or an envelope or whatever it is that works for you that you use for specific things. Yeah. 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 Some people do use different bank accounts. That would make me crazy, but um, (laughs) if that works for you, then that, then that's what you should do. (laughs) Absolutely. No, I, I just like the idea of like a budget and breaking it down into different categories. Awesome. So helpful. So good. Uh, so I understand that you have a five-day self-care challenge coming up. You want to tell us a bit about that? Yes. So I'm really excited for this. Um, it's December 9th. It's five days and it starts December 9th and goes through Friday the 13th. And um, there's so it's five days of – it's not five days of um, how much self-care can you do for yourself every day. <laughs> it, it's not that at all. It's um, – it's like a deep dive each day into different aspects of what's what self-care is. Um, so the first day is about like your nourishing meal plan. The second day is about like raising your um, energy. Um, and then, you know what? I don't have it pulled up right now. <laughs> um, well, that's okay because people can go and find out. They'll have to go and find out. Anyway, <laughs> it's five days <laughs> and it's, um, it's, uh, yeah, we're going to do a super deep dive and there'll be a, a video for each day. Um, yeah. So, and you can go to JackieRockwell.com forward slash, um, self-care challenge to sign up. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely put links to that in the show notes too, because, we can never have enough self-care. And I think some people need that, right? A challenge. They need to be pushed. They need accountability. They need, even when it comes to self-care, right? <laughs> Everyone just needs like accountability and a little nudge, a little extra, and that's okay. So I'm going to make sure I send people your way because yeah, it's super important. And like, we're coming into not only a new year, but a new like millennium. It's crazy right? Like we're, oh, yeah. 2020, that's huge. So while I don't believe in New Year's resolutions, because I think it, you know, I did a whole podcast episode where I talked alone for like an hour about this because I'm clearly passionate about it. Yeah. So I think just, you know, New Year's resolutions, they just, they can set you up for disappointment. They can create unrealistic expectations for yourself where, you know, and it's crazy because there's a statistic that, most people start a gym membership in January and by February 8th, they're done. (laughs) They don't go anywhere. So like it's a month, right? That's one month. So people can commit to things for like 30 days and not beyond that. So I think the key is to have actionable things, like things that you can achieve, things that you start small, you start where you're at, right? And that goes for self-care, that goes for exercise, that goes for like discovering your passions, if it's writing or reading, you don't all of a sudden say, oh, I realize I love reading and, or I love writing. And then you write a book, right? You usually start by maybe writing a blog post, maybe submitting some articles to somewhere, maybe, you know, like that's how you create that momentum. 
but you don't just like go all in immediately, you know, January 1st, 2020 and expect it to turn out the way you want it to. And I feel the same about self-care. If you haven't been doing anything related to self-care and then you all of a sudden start like all day, every day doing self-care, it's going to be overwhelming, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, actionable goals, small steps, not creating New Year's resolutions, but creating intentions around how you want your new year to look, I think is much more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And having um, some kind of accountability, like you were saying, I think can be yeah. really helpful as well. Yeah. In, we all need in, it. Yeah. In setting yourself up for success. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for being here today. That was great. And I, I think, you know, a lot of value for our listeners and I'm going to make sure all of your links are in the show notes, but where can people find you if they need to track you down immediately? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram at motherhood.inspired and Jackie Rockwell on Facebook. Um, and then of course, JackieRockwell.com. Love it. And that's where they can find all your courses and programs and freebies. And 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 that's the self-care challenge too. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. You know the drill. Head on over, leave us a rating and a review. They mean so much to us. We will make sure we post all of Jackie's stuff in the show notes. So make sure to head over there and download it all because she is awesome. (laughs) And yeah, just thanks for being here. I appreciate it so much. Hey mama, I see you. You're overwhelmed. You're feeling the weight of the invisible mother load. You're tired. I'm Sabrina Greer and I'm a clarity coach and motivational speaker for moms. I can't even begin to tell you how many of my clients say, well, I'm just a mom, insinuating that somehow they have to stop at that. They aren't good enough, strong enough, brave enough, worthy enough for more. Maybe time is your crutch. Money, resources, help. I'm here to tell you that you don't have to pick sides. You can be an amazing mom and live the life of your dreams too. Whether it's a blog, a business, a podcast, that book you've been wanting to write, Perhaps you don't even know just yet. This 12-week program will help you discover or reignite your innermost passions and give you a blueprint for stepping into your next level self without jeopardizing your family. Learn how to create and design the life of your dreams in the pockets of time we have amidst the chaos of motherhood. I'm here to tell you, you are more than just a mom. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram to get more information on the stories we share here, our community, our books, or the blog. Head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes there. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe to the tribe. Rate and review this podcast. That helps keep us alive and we deeply value every review. I would like to thank the production team and Megan Krumpetich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear. We hope you tune in next week. But in the meantime, please remember, you've got this, Mama.